Welcome to Coaches and Conversations, where we remove the veil and talk about what it's really like to be a woman building a business online. Because here, it's not just business, it's personal. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach and Business Strategist, Tavana Denise. Let's dive in. gosh, I am so excited for this conversation. I have been waiting for a few weeks to have this with each of you because as you may or may not know, I am coming to you from Playa del Carmen, Mexico. I've been here for just about three months and it is not without its challenges. I, I, watched, I read, listened to, I probably read the four-hour work week several years ago, and I got it in my head that I wanted to be able to travel the world, work from anywhere, da 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 and that has been the goal of my business since 2007 when I read that book, and so I finally made it, and it was not like peaches and roses, even though I live currently in paradise. So I have met some other beautiful, brilliant human beings who are in the same situation. Either they consider themselves to be digital nomads or expats, meaning living in a a different country than they were born in. And we're going to talk about it. And I just asked them to come tell us the real, real, all of the things, hold nothing back. We are Yes, everybody on screen is a coach and we know how to manage our mind and yet we are also human. So I really just want to remove the veil and tell how we really feel and how we really think and maybe we might get some solutions (laughs) and maybe we might encourage you to do the same if you have been afraid. So with that, I would love to, I'm going to just point you out so we don't get confused here. Start with you, Christina Roman. Tell us where you are currently, what's your with your country of origin, and do you consider yourself to be an expat or digital nomad? I am Christina. I'm approximately like four blocks from you, Tavana, here in Playa del Carmen. We are neighbors, um, and I inserted myself into your life, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, I am from the United States, and I think I'm a little too lazy and too much a creature of habit to be a digital nomad, so I am firmly in the expat. I like to settle down, make myself at home, and uh, and just get to know an area. And I'm a procrastination coach. Perfect, thank you. Lauren's yes girl. Hello there, thanks for having us on. So I am currently sitting in Sayulita, Mexico. I am so obsessed with this place. I learned about it when my brother got married here right before COVID happened. And I am originally from San Diego. Um, I, I'm actually consider myself a digital nomad. I am over all over all the time. I was just in Dallas, then I was in Miami, then I was in San Diego, then Baja, then Sayulita. So all over the place. It, it's just been really fun. Um, I actually never thought I would end up doing this, but my inner voice, my inner guidance led me here. And I'm just going to continue to flow until it says to go home. So, Very oh, and cool. I am a sales and money coach for coaches. Perfect. Thank you for coming. Dahlia Campbell. Hello. First of all, thank you for having us. This is super exciting. Um, So I am currently in Thailand. Um, So I think we are the complete opposite time zones at the moment. Um, But I am originally from England, as you can probably hear, and I moved to Israel with my family when I was 15. And then I moved to Thailand about four months ago. (laughs) I'm again all over as well. 
Um, and yeah, I definitely say I'm a digital nomad. I think because of COVID, I've definitely stayed here longer than I would any other time, but I definitely have the travel bug where I need to kind of move around all the time. But for now, I'm settled. So, um, and yeah, and I'm a health and mindset coach. Um, and yeah, I think that's it for now. Awesome. Thank you. Claudia Sidoli. Oh, hello, guys. I'm excited to connect with you all over the world, it sounds like. I am coming from Dubai. I was born and originally from the UK, but my family are from Italy. So I would probably identify myself as an expat, but I am contemplating the digital nomad title as well, because during the summer, I tend to go back to the UK and Italy. And I am a body and confidence life coach for women. Awesome. So let's just talk about that. What do you all consider? So it looks like we're split down the middle. I, I too, like Christina, like to be settled. I get somewhere. I like it. Let me stay, make some roots. But what do you all consider to be the difference between a digital nomad and an expat? Anybody have any like glaring differences that they, that they differentiate, use to differentiate? I mean, I, I think you hit it on the head there. I think an expat is someone that feels more rooted within the community not to say a digital nomad isn't but for me my perception of a digital nomad is someone that really does like carry around their laptop and they just like hop place to place and that's why I'm kind of thinking like maybe you know I'm gonna grab onto that title a little bit soon because that idea for me is like yeah okay let's just go to Thailand let's visit uh, Dahlia you know (laughs) you're always welcome (laughs) Um, okay y'all so it feels real sexy it's like oh my laptop travel anywhere I'm working from the beach today I'm working and I just gotta say I have worked poolside not worked poolside like whenever we co-work over here it's really no working and we're at the pool and I'm like I'm not getting any work done so uh, Lauren I know you're like all over the place. And we say oh, all over the place on this particular podcast, we don't mean it in a negative way. We mean it like you're, you're all the places. So how does that work for you? Because I just feel unsettled moving around like that. Yeah, this is a great question. So ultimately it's just been a really deep experience and self-trust with myself, right? Because when you take out everything that's familiar then there's no structure, there's no routine. And so I had to learn really fast to like how to develop that within myself, no matter where I was. I'm like, if I'm going to make this work and I'm going to continue to serve people and I'm going to continue to show up then I have to figure it out. So also in my business, like I allow it to flow. So I follow what feels good. And that's really what I teach my clients where I allow myself to like create programs that are like to where I'm, what I'm doing in my life and where I'm going. So I constantly get to change what I'm like, where I'm at. And that's something that's been surprising because I, when I first started traveling, I thought that I was going to have one type of business model, but since traveling, I've just had so much space to like really get to know myself and really see what lights me up. And I've just really have given myself permission to follow my desire and follow my joy. And it's been leading me to the things in my business that I didn't even know that I wanted to do that are like really brilliant ideas and like flowing and I'm having fun. So that's my approach. It's probably completely different than like a lot of people. I don't schedule. I mean, when I find finally decide on something, like I'll create a schedule, but I'm not pre-planning ahead. I'm letting it flow. Mm. So, because I think Dahlia, your business is kind of like that too, because you flow back and forth between different places. How how are you navigating a digital nomad life? 
Um, well, I'm actually currently working with a company back in Israel and I'm coaching for, like, for them, um, which is super cool. But I've, you're actually getting me to think about the expat and digital nomad life because I personally, like, I, can, I always say I'm a digital nomad because for me, it's like, for me, the definition of digital nomad is that you can just work from anywhere. And I don't feel that it means that you have to necessarily go around and go to new places all the time. So I feel like now I've been in Thailand for like three months. So maybe some people would say, yeah, but you're not, you're more of an expat because you've been there for so long. But I personally don't feel, I feel like if I'm happy somewhere, then why move somewhere else until you're kind of ready to move on? Um, I like that definition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. um, and yeah, I just, I just want to say, if we're being honest here as well, working by the pool on Instagram may look super fun, but working on the beach and stuff, like it definitely relates to you and get, super distracted like I don't I like working in cafes where you can see the beach and have the view but like actually working by the pool on the beach is just not comfortable and not practical at all Mm -mm. I'd be too worried about getting sand in my cracks and not just not my personal ones my my laptop (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness okay so okay can we talk about scheduling because Lauren you brought it up you don't schedule things as part of your current business model or anything like how does that work because getting all of us on the computer at the same time with the recent changes the last two weeks mental note to self don't schedule anything around daylight saving time beginning or ending ever again this was not fun (laughs) but we did it so like how do y'all navigate the changes in time zones because Lauren you're bouncing around time zones quite often and then changes or lack thereof to daylight savings time that's for all of us that are in Mexico really all of the countries that we currently are in I think for me I was gonna say I I have a so I have some set private one-on-one clients and I only like coach like three weeks, um, three weeks a month. And some of them are like every other week. So I have very set times that I do my calls, but I let them know when they sign up, like, Hey, these, like, it might change last minute. Like you'll always get your call, but here's what we're going to start with. And I'm going to allow it to flow. So there's often like, I will book a ticket and it might be on my coaching day. So then I reach out to my clients. I'm like, Hey, we're going to move it. And it's like, no big deal because they know my life and they're, they're like on board for that. And then like the rest of the time, I'm, I just allow a lot of space. Like I know Thursday, Fridays are my free days. So it's like, perfect. I can connect with coaches. So there's, I do have some structure. Like I know Tuesdays, it's like my Tuesdays and Wednesdays are like my work day. So I'm not going to be at the pool playing. I'm going to be like at home or on Fridays, basically Monday, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays are my play days. So I have a lot of time to play. Okay. And, and I do a similar thing. My two days are Wednesday, Thursday. And then Friday through Tuesday are more fluid. So, okay, I'm thinking about that. Anybody else? I can weigh in because I do a lot of scheduling, but I also feel like I have of a lot course of course the procrastination right? coach does <laughs> a lot of scheduling. <laughs> yeah, and I and I like to approach it. I'm like, it's not about rigidity to uh, Lauren's point. I'm like Lauren and I probably schedule more similarly than differently, even though I feel like a lot of my teachings are centered around scheduling. I leave so much white space and so much openness. And so when you were asking the question about how we manage it, what came to my mind was sometimes I'm managing my work schedule around my travel schedule. And sometimes I'm managing my travel schedule around my work schedule. And I can go back and forth and be flexible with that. So for this is a perfect example. The reason I, I was 
about to leave Playa del Carmen, which we can talk about my little freak out that my dear brand new friend Tavana had to witness. <laughs> but I was like, I got to get out of here. And then I was like, wait a second, I'm about to run the biggest challenge I've ever run in my life. Uprooting myself right before that happens is the worst idea I've ever had. And so I was like, I'm going to stay here for at least two more weeks, settle myself and be in one place for that challenge. So in, that's a perfect example where I was like, okay, the business comes first in this moment. And then my location is going to have to match up with what I already have on my calendar. Other times I'm like, I'm going to go here and then the calendar and the work can catch up with that. Yeah. And I think I do something very similar. It's like, oh, let me plan my travel. Um, I'm going home for my birthday. And so I'm making sure that I get back to the DC area before my calls start. So that makes a lot of sense there. Anybody else have anything that they wanted to add to that part? Um, I'm very similar, but I will advise everyone on this app that someone introduced me to called Time Buddy. It's my lifesaver. You can add like all the different locations. You go to your time and it lines it up and I'm like, okay, done. And it has saved me so much time, especially with clients in like the States, South Africa, UK, Europe. Everyone was changing at different times. And luckily I had the first experience last year. I was prepared for this year, but still in Dubai, we don't change our times. So it's all over the shop for these two weeks. So time buddy is the one, guys. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> I'm totally using that next year because I thought I had acuity and I thought it had it covered because I put my time zone, I put their time zone and something still didn't change with a few of the appointments. And someone has told me that it's if I schedule the appointment for the person, even though I put my time zone in theirs, it still somehow messes up. So <sighs> I had the, I had the same thing last week with my calendar, and I was waiting on a Zoom call for like a few minutes, and I was like, mm, no one's hopping on, and then I was like, oh, I'm an hour early. Shit. Yeah, so <laughs> I just realized like afterwards, one of the things. There you have it, people. Time, buddy. Okay, so I would love to know, and baby Christina, you could start start us off. Um, biggest surprise. And biggest struggle since doing since doing the digital nomad expat life. Okay, this is really interesting because it's very timely for me. I lived in Guatemala for two and a half years, and when I got to Antigua, I immediately loved it. I was like, I want to stay here, and I ended up leaving for a few weeks, coming back. I ended up moving to Europe for a little bit, coming back. I kept rooting myself back to Antigua because I just like instantly loved it, loved everything about it. And there were struggles, but to me, I was like the struggles barely even were on my radar because I loved it so much. And that experience was so amazing. And I think has ruined me for all other experiences because now I have this expectation that I'm going to land somewhere and instantly be at ease. And the other interesting thing about that is I was in. I was in Latin America. I was in Central America. And so when I came to Mexico, I was like, oh, I'm not going to have culture shock. I'm, I'm so used to it already. And so when I did have culture shock, I'm like, this isn't supposed to be happening, which I feel like as coaches, we know that thought, it's not supposed to be like this. And then I caused myself so much pain because I was like having a meltdown. I was like, I'm not, I'm supposed to be adaptable and I'm supposed to be flexible. That was the biggest surprise. And then you had a second part of the question. Uh, it's struggle. Struggle. As both is <laughs> that's, both that's the struggle and the surprise yeah yeah, yeah and then that, the that, that culture shock thing 
is real because I knew a little bit of Spanish before I say a little bit. Everybody told me I knew a lot. I feel like I speak like a two-year-old, but whatever. So I thought, oh, it's going to be okay. And around three weeks, everybody, for whatever reason, I'm in a place in Mexico that's about uh, 45 minutes from Cancun. So a lot of people come to vacation here. So a lot of my friends from online were coming here and I was running around like a tourist, but I had to tell myself, I was like, wait, we are not on vacation. We are not on vacation. We are not on vacation. So then when they, everybody left to go back home, because it was the end of August or something like that at that point, beginning of September, I was like, oh, I really moved. I'm by myself. And that's when I freaked the heck out, I think. And, and so I was so fortunate that what I've noticed, and maybe you all have experienced this too, is as soon as I said something to people, like I put it in my newsletter, I put it online like, yo, I'm struggling here. I'm freaking out. I know that this is where I want to be and stuff, but I just don't feel good. I gave myself a whole week to have the meltdown. And I said, on Monday, you are going to the gym. You're going to find the gym, go. You're going to find a co-working space and go. I was looking for routine and, um, and then tell people. And it, you guys, I was so surprised that in my newsletter, I said that and somebody said, well, you know, I live about 20 minutes from you we can totally go for brunch. And then somebody else said, well, so-and-so lives there. Let me put you in touch with them. And so I've just found that the expat community are so tight. It's like, Hey, they don't, they don't care. They just love on you and they know what it's like. And that the meltdown is coming at some point and it's going to be okay. You just need people. So have any of you all struggled with that as well? Like the little meltdown and, Oh, what did I do? And have people connected to you? What was your experience? Like maybe Lauren? Any of that? You bounce around so much, but I'm I was going to say, it's, I actually have not experienced that at all because I'm just, I mean, I think I've been in Salulita for 30 days and then I'm again for 30 days. So it was enough time, but I'm with other coach friends. So I just have such a strong community around me. <sighs> and so everywhere I'm going, there's like tons of people that I know. So yeah, I haven't, I have not yet experienced that. <laughs> oh, what you're saying is there's a, a tight little coach community in Salulita. Yes. I, yes. There's like an amazing little community and the house that I stay at, there's like five different apartments. And so like I rented, I like rented part of it and like brought friends and like built a community. And that's what I actually plan on doing is like inviting more coaches and like really creating like a place to be very like connected. Cause what happens, this is what I found this is my experience. And this is one of the best things is that when you're with a bunch of coaches, which is my world, we're processing and coaching each other real time. So things move really fast in my world. Like I have, when I first got on the road, I had five employees, I had a business partner, five employees. We had plans to launch all these programs. And within three weeks, I had the realization that that's not the direction I wanted to go in completely broke up with my business partner, who's my best friend, which we're now great. Like let like my VA, my like integrator happened to like quit at the same time was like, fine. I don't want a team completely shifted, did went all in with my podcast buddy and a mastermind. And now we're like, wait, maybe there's other things we want to do. So things have just shifted so fast because I have so much space to see what it, what it is. And I'm working with coaches and collaborating. So ideas and things are happening so fast that I'm creating with a demand of like, what is my soul? So it's been a really cool experience. And I'm like, absolutely obsessed with this. Like, I'm like, I don't think I want to stop because it's just like so fun. I was just in Dallas teaching at a life coach conference. So it's just been like, I'm just so immersed in like 
my life and, and my life's purpose that it's like fuels me every day. And I like, didn't, when I was home trying to build an online business, it felt really stifling. And now I'm like out and connecting and I'm like, Holy crap, this is my zone of genius. This is what I need to be doing. So like now I'm like, okay, retreats are where it's at, like connecting people where it's at, like going where it's at is like, what is lighting me up? And I did not know. And I'm so surprised. And I'm like, I'm like, almost want to cry. Cause I like, didn't even realize it. That was like my zone of genius. And now I get to do it all the time. So it's just been like really, really beautiful. And I'm just really surprised at how much I love it. I'm surprised at how easily I adapt. But once again, I've just done this like crazy inside journey, which has made me like so adaptable. So I'm just able to like myself grow at such a fast pace and also help my clients through it. So it's been like really cool. Yeah. And it sounds like community is important and that you landed in a place where there was uh, your community of coaches. So that those were some of your surprises, any struggles along the way? Yeah. So my biggest struggle, I have two biggest struggles. And on the flip side of that is I'm really close with my family. So I really, really, it's really hard for me to be away from my family, especially my five-year-old niece, who's my mini best friend and my two-year-old nephew and like my other little niece who's like six months I'm like missing some of that so it's really hard for me to be away from my family and my best friends and then the other struggle is the Spanish like I know un poco de español <laughs> like I could do a little bit and I really see a desire to actually want the, to learn the language because I've decided that I'm going to spend a lot of time in Mexico and that's really hard for me so I've got to like get over the mental blocks of learning a new language and like really immerse myself enough to actually learn it, which I've just been procrastinating. So that's Get you a Mexican boyfriend, girl. That is, that's I'm where it's at. applications. If you're listening or you know people, I'm single. I'm looking for love around the country. Yeah, send it my way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. Because I'm telling you like, okay, sidebar. And I'm getting to you, Talia and Claudia, that oh, that has helped accelerate my learning like really going out on dates and talking and texting with guys that speak zero well maybe not zero English because obviously the U.S. has immersed itself in everybody else's culture but like very few words like literally very so that's my like Claudia gave us time buddy and I'm gonna give you Mexican boyfriend there you go you're welcome (laughs) I recently just bought a like program because uh-oh. And Wi-Fi. The expat digital nomad struggle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. I'm like in a place right now. So we we always, whenever uh, it, the Wi-Fi freezes, I start moving and looking to see, is it me? Like if I can keep moving, but everybody else is frozen, it's me. If everybody else is moving and I'm frozen or, or like if everybody's not moving, then so like you start to figure out what are the tricks. So when Lauren comes back, we'll get back to what she was saying in the meantime. Dahlia, what are some of the surprises and struggles that you found? I think together about meeting what you said about meeting people as well. Um, I think the like the struggle with moving around is kind of having that community and meeting people. And I think one of the surprises was that I surprised, I think one of the things that's changed for me is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and asking. And I think that making that art, like when you ask, like when you were talking about before, I think when you ask for what you want, so many things come just by doing that ask. So I actually put a post in one of the Facebook groups here um, and I just kind of wrote pretty much how I was feeling. And I was like, if anyone's up for going out for a drink or 
or just going out for dinner, then send me a message like I'm looking to meet people. And I was so surprised by how many people were just like responding and sent messages or and I just connected with people from there. And ever since, everything's just kind of flowing and opening up. So I think I'm surprised by. I think how we can get stuck sometimes in our own mind, like, oh, my God, should I really put that on there? Like, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? And then when we do it, it's just like you get what you want. And if you don't ask, you're not going to get. And I think it really goes back to getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and putting yourself a bit outside of your comfort zone and just asking for what you want as well. Can we sidebar on that for a second? Because I think it's interesting that you were like, I don't know if I should put it out there that I want to meet people that I may be struggling or whatever. And I didn't give it a second thought. Like, um, I'm by myself here. I'm struggling. I need help. So what do y'all think that that is that keeps us is it do you think it's a woman thing like what do you think it is that keeps us from wanting to just say hey I'm having a moment here I need help I think a lot of the time we're like afraid to be vulnerable and put ourselves out there and I think a lot of the time for some reason we think we're the only ones feeling a certain way when when we actually start talking to people we realize we're not the only ones and most people feel the same or go through the same thing Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I've personally definitely lot, learned a lot to put myself more out there and just be open and be vulnerable and be honest. And I've only ever got good things and growth from that place. But I think we're kind of not taught to be like that a lot of the time. So it's like getting even used to getting in that mindset that it is just okay to be open and just to be out there. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, Lauren, I'm going to come back to you because we got to keep talking about this dating thing. Okay, Claudia. (laughs) So it's really interesting hearing your experiences because that part of it, the community side, wasn't kind of um, a struggle for me in a way because I, when I first moved here about six years ago, I came as an employee for a company and I'd been traveling back and forth and kind of had met people here. So I already knew people and how to kind of navigate around but what's surprising for me is I moved back to the UK for about a year and now I've come back as you know an entrepreneur um but as obviously as an expat but for me the surprise is it's so different the experience coming back as an entrepreneur versus an employee it's just totally different I'm seeing it in a totally different light I said I would never come back here I was kind of done it was a very when I was employed, I didn't have that flexibility to go home and, move, um, and see family. So, and like Lauren, I'm a very big family person. So that was quite important for me. And so for me, that's a surprise. I came back because of the job opportunities and kind of being here and what um, Dubai could offer me with kind of this new business. So that was my surprise. But funnily enough, the struggle is that feeling of loneliness, is that the fact of being an entrepreneur you can so easily stay indoors, work, you know, kind of get into that cycle rather than, okay, no, get up, go out, go see your friends, go and connect, which is so interesting because the kind of surprise for you guys is what I was then struggling with when you don't need to, but it's a different kind of realm, I guess, when you're employed, you go out and see people versus entering into this new world of, being an entrepreneur and not having your family there that's just there so it's making that effort to go out and kind of create that life and have that kind of there with your friends too so you mentioned something before about the elephant in the room that life is the same and we have struggles no matter what and I and I imagine so like what are some of the things that you 
don't struggle with in your new country that you did in your original country? Let's start with you, Claudia. Um, yeah, because I think this elephant in the room is just everyone thinking, oh, you must have the best life because you live in Dubai or you live abroad. And yeah, I mean, I get to wake up to palm trees and sunshine and there is an element of, you know, awesomeness to that. But so what do I not struggle with here that I did struggle with? Uh, or vice versa. I think just my, yeah, I think, I don't know, I have, I have a better energy here. Something just aligns for me being here. I feel it. I'm not here because, because it is, um, you know, that kind of lifestyle that looks glitz and glam. I'm here because it connects with me somehow. I vibe from my environment and I just, yeah, it lights me up when I wake up here. And again, it's not to say that I don't face the same similar challenges of, you know, having doubt, having um, lack of motivation. Those things still exist because I have a human brain, unfortunately, or fortunately. Um, but it's just different. And I just I connect really well with being here. And that's why I've returned. Um, yeah. And it's going well so far. All right. What about you, Christina? Anything that you don't struggle with here in your new country that you did in your old or vice versa? I think it's so interesting when Claudia was talking, we're all on video and every single person nodded Claudia when you said like, you just felt it, you just felt aligned to the place where you are. And I'm like, if that is not the encapsulation of the like expat digital nomad experience, I don't know what is. And that's exactly how I feel. It's this, je ne sais quoi, this like chemistry with the places I end up that I just feel these last two weeks aside, <laughs> deeply connected and at ease in a way that I always found hard in the US. And I'll give a specific example. In the United States, my experience has often been that people are very busy. Like it's hard to coordinate with people that people are like, yeah, I can totally get together, but it'll be two weeks from now. And in Every time I've lived abroad, it's like I go to the local coffee shop and I see a friend or I'm just, I end up chatting with somebody out of the blue, or I met my best friend, like one of my very best friends in the world. We sat next to each other at a brunch that another friend coordinated and we just immediately hit it off six years ago in Guatemala. And so it's all these little moments that just make me feel at ease, even when I'm struggling. So that for me is like, I've never had that experience of feeling that at ease in the United States, um, which is really interesting. And then I think, yeah, it's just the, the that feeling of you can't quite describe it, but it just feels right. And I would say for me, I knew I was in the right place after my little crisis meltdown, whatever, where I just exhaled. It was the deepest exhale I've had in a while. And I was like, oh, this is what I've been searching for, I guess. And so I totally know what you mean, Christina. It, it's indescribable other than for me, physiologically, it was the deep exhale once I got here. Okay, what about you, Dahlia? Um, I can 100% relate to everything that was just said. Like, like what you said before, everyone was just nodding here and I think we're all like in the same place. Um, I definitely feel more aligned. And I remember even before I came, like people were asking me, what have you got there that you haven't got here? And the only word that came out of my mouth was like energy. And I can't explain it, but just like the energy that I feel, the energy that's around is just 
another level and I like if you haven't done it there's I still I'm still struggling to explain to people that haven't done it because they just find it hard to get it sometimes but I think one of the biggest things is that there's no running after there's no like that illusion of that rat race and running after something and when we get there then we're going to be happy it's like we're actually I feel so much more present and so much more aligned and this feeling of freedom and it's like I still have routine I still have things I still have the struggles because like we said we're humans whatever like things are always going to come up but there's still that feeling of like inner freedom and like inner peace that we're just like aligned with where we're supposed to be um so yeah super cool and I always say like you're going to have struggles wherever you are but I'd rather have the struggles living my dream life at the same time than just having the struggles and wishing I was somewhere else where I like want to be but not not going to get that (laughs) Absolutely. And so Lauren's back. So I'm going to ask you the the same question, like some things that you don't have to deal with in Mexico that you did in the U.S. Yeah. You know what? Here's the truth. Oh my gosh. I might cry when I say this, but like I had gotten so comfortably numb in my life that I didn't even realize it. Right. Like I had woken like, and it was like around COVID. Right. So um, I went to Sayulita the last week in February, 2020 COVID happened. And then the very first trip that I took was back to Sayulita in May, 2021. And when I got here, I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel like, let's like what you guys are talking about, that energy, that openness and something inside. I mean, I had never thought about ever being a digital nomad and something was inside of me. was like, whoa, like you're alive here. Like something's like you're going to be free here. It was like this very hell yes. And like six weeks later, like sold everything and was there. So I allowed the energy to move me, but I realized like now that I'm here, I just am so open. I have this open energy where back home, I was more closed. I was stuck in like this nothing comfortably numb at like nighttime, like going out happy hour, maybe overeating at nighttime, watching my like Netflix. Right. I was like in this like super comfortably numb place, especially from COVID that I was like, we, I'm not even happy anymore. And so that's no longer the case. Like I feel alive every day. I'm very present. The time is now connecting is now. I just feel like I've been able to let go of like all the identities of who I thought I was by my environment and by the people around me. So now I'm not reinforced by the people that they used to see me, but have able to truly just like connect to that true essence of who I am. And that just like is the thing that leads me. And now that's becoming like who I am now. And even when I go back home, I still feel that shift. I'm like, Oh wait, I just like found that piece because I became too comfortable in my environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So (laughs) when we were last talking and when you, when you got bumped off, which is of course, one of the little annoyances about being in a different country, (laughs) right? The, the Wi-Fi, and we'll talk about little annoyances in a second, but back to the men and dating. So um, what has your experience been like at all in terms of, we talked a little bit about language, I think language barriers, anything around the, the dating, cause I mean, everybody's orientation might be different. So anything around dating and language that, that you can point to, and I'd love to hear from everybody if, if there's a different language spoken where you, where you are. Yeah. So for me, I'm just barely have tipped my toe and back into like the kind of the dating pool. And so far it's just been like flirting with guys or talking to guys in um, public, like in public. And I've actually like had many waiters, like 
send me shots and like, like, Hey, we should hang out and stuff. So like, that's been kind of my like new thing. And so far I haven't had too many language barriers with people, but I am excited to try online. Cause I wasn't even thinking, I'm like, Oh, now I get to like, try when I do like an online dating, I get to try like communicating via text versus in the person. So I didn't even think about that until literally when you were telling me about it here and I'm like, Oh, that's right. Like, this is like going to be good. So I think totally. maybe dating will be the way for me to learn the language faster. <laughs> and I got to say like my cheat move and it's my Spanish teacher really doesn't like when I use it, but Google translate, because when you're texting with them, you can, t- I write better than I speak. So I can text. And then of course, if you got the Spanish keyboard, then it will, of course, you know, it uh, starts to think ahead for you. So you can pick them. I'm like, oh, there's supposed to be an accent over there. So anyways, then when they send me something like, I have no idea what that is, copy paste into Google Translate. So there you go. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Look, look, we're learning all the things. Anybody else want to take on language barriers and dating? Okay, go for it, Christina. First of all, you just sparked the memory. I'm like, I've been traveling since I was like in my teens and we used to have the handheld translators. I don't know if you guys remember these, but they're like these little rectangles and they're like, you carry them around with you. It was like pre-phone, pre-like Google Translate. Oh. I'm not that old, but wow. No, you're not that old. old. <laughs> all, I had, all I had was the dictionary. And so when I went to yeah. Spanish immersion school, it was like, you better sound it out or do like, uh, what do you call it? Gestures or something. I mean, Yeah, this is like in between the actual paper dictionary and the phone. But I think the word that came up for me when you were talking about the dating and the language is nuance. And so Tavana and I were hanging out with some guys and we had this really in-depth conversation because Tavana and I both speak Spanish. But we were talking about how sometimes you just can't quite nail the nuance of a word you want to express. And so we were talking about the difference between like irritated versus frustrated versus angry. And we're like, but they're all slightly different levels and they all communicate slightly different things. And so I had like a year long relationship with someone who didn't speak a lot of English. And it was, I mean, it was amazing. I love speaking Spanish. So I was in heaven, but it was just those little moments where I'd be like, I have to switch to English right now because you're not going to understand the nuance that I need to communicate to you in this moment. And so I would just temporarily switch over. So that's just interesting to me. It's like those little moments. Yeah, I do the same thing. Claudia or Dahlia, either? Claudia. Um, I'm not in the dating world. It's kind of not what um, I'm doing at the moment, but I have experienced the whole Google Translate while on a date and it is, it's brilliant. I mean, technology really helps you out. But what I will say is in Dubai, I mean, we all speak um, English here, but we have so many cultures so my groups of friends are from all over the world and so what I will say is British humor isn't humor for other people we are very abrupt and so I can relate with the nuance with the words that if I'm with another British person people are like you're so mean to each other I'm like no no we're like having a laugh here like we find this this kind of thing funny but it highlights how different cultures really it really is different um, for all of us. So yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> and you, Dahlia? I can definitely relate to what you just said, Claudia. I think there's like, with British humour, it's like there's that banter that if, you, if you're if you not British, you just, it just doesn't, doesn't translate. Um, 
yeah I haven't really had any issues with like the language barrier because I think everyone speaks English or Hebrew so I haven't haven't had any of them issues too much <laughs> uh, okay so I, we did start talking a little bit about little annoyances so I think as we're starting to wind up here like little annoyances that you've noticed maybe we have some advice for you and um any advice to anyone who is thinking about or who wants to do it and is of course a woman in business uh, let's go with you lauren okay so the internet clearly your experience is a little bit of a nuance but the other things too is like my getting my favorite things like I love ranch I, I am like a white girl ranch person right like I like ranch with everything and that is not like a priority down here in Mexico <laughs> so like my biggest nuance is like ranch finding my favorite pretzels like right like those little snacks or the little like brand things or even makeup that's like my favorite I think that's like sometimes like the nuances but it's also allowed me to like get really good at just being flexible and trying new things so well you know you're better than me I'm like okay mascara lasts about how long so I need to buy a new one right before I leave I'm going back in February so like <laughs> that's how my brain works but totally like oh let's try these chips over here oh I actually like those better so totally any advice for anybody who's thinking about doing it yeah. I mean, just do it. If, I mean, if, and here's the thing, like I was never one of those people that's like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I just happened to find myself doing it. And it was like the best thing ever. So if there's like a part of you that is like, like when you're listening to us talk and you can feel it in your body where you're like, wow, that's like, I really want to do that. Like, this is a calling for you and you can get past the mind drama, but like, it's, it's follow the, those callings, you know, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. And you can totally put your stuff in storage if you just want to try it. Right. So part, I gave away a lot of my stuff, but part of it is in storage for those things that I felt like, um, I couldn't easily replace this or get this somewhere else. So Lauren, I think I heard you say it was six weeks from the time you made the decision to the time you moved. Was that correct? Yeah. So I was oh. sitting at, at dinner decided like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. This is how crazy it was. I was like, okay, I think I, this is what I meant to do. The next place we went, we went to a bar and I met Anne, the woman who I'm staying with now. And we were just chatting. I'm like, what do you do? She's like, oh, I have a house. I'm turning into a retreat house. I'm like, no way. I'm a coach. I'm looking to do retreats. Ended up booking from there. The next day I called, I was talking to my friend, Leticia. I was like, by the way, I'm doing something crazy. And she's like, no way. I just sold all my stuff. I want to come with you. She was in, and my friend Carrie, within 48 hours of me making the decision, I had a place and two friends were like in with me. How easy it was. And then I went home and told my parents what I was doing. And within six weeks, sold everything beside the five by five my car said bye to my friends and was back yeah. wow it took me quite a long time between when I made the decision it was like November for me and I was in Atlanta sitting at my desk like okay the pandemic is not going anywhere I can sit at a desk near a beach somewhere and I've always wanted to finish learning Spanish and Mexico is still open so I'm going to Mexico and I made that decision in November I didn't get here until August and I, I wanted to point that out because sometimes people think that oh Lauren she just made the decision in six weeks I have to do it I sold she sold all her stuff I have to do it that way I totally did not do it that way so I do do want to point that out thank you for sharing that Christina like little annoyances, how long between your decision and moving and advice for anybody wanting to do it? Yeah, little annoyances, punctuality. 
tiempo latino i just i'm like i'm like don't be american expecting everyone to be on the american schedule of like actually showing up on time and then i'm like why are you five minutes late? And they're like, well, normally I'm two hours late. And I'm like, I guess five minutes is okay then. <laughs> um, so I always joke. I'm like, I always confirm like 2 p.m. Like at 2 p.m., like at 2 p.m. Exactly. So that's my my little trick is to just like learn the nuance and the language of like actually 2 p.m. or like kind of sort of 2 p.m. <laughs> so that's, maybe that's advice and uh, annoyances. And then my other advice, definitely similar to what Lauren said is like, if you truly want to do it, the world is set up right now to allow you to really be able to dip your toe in temporarily. So I'm like, think about 10 years ago when Airbnb was not a thing. It was just so much harder to set up and try out and experiment abroad, but now it's so insanely easy. Um, so that's my recommendation is experiment. Like Tavana said, you don't have to go all in immediately. Although I'm more of a Lauren where I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> um, and I think it's important if you're listening to distinguish if you're someone who actually wants to do this and you're not doing it out of fear or whether you think you should want to do this, but you actually would prefer to be in your home country settled. Like I think of my sister, I'm like, that is her dream to be in the United States in her life. And so I think that's important is to not get swept up in this ideal if it's not truly what you want. That's, that's the advice I would give is make sure to distinguish that. Mm, good point. Awesome. Thank you for that. Claudia. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Christina. I think that is something that I would say as well, just to, just because it sounds great, doesn't mean you have to do it. Like, like we said, we kind of connect with it. And I also want to offer like, what's the worst that can happen if you are kind of wanting to go and just test the water, go for it. Even if it means, you know, in six months time, you come home, you've tried it. But don't be under an illusion that the grass is greener. You're still going to have challenges. But if you like the scenery of a palm tree and some sunshine, just go test it. See if it works for you. Um, so I know I've done it backwards. I know I've done my advice first. So I'll come back to the little annoyances. Um, for me in Dubai, we don't have um, WhatsApp video calling, FaceTime video calling. <laughs> Basically, I've only video calling is zoom um which is fine you kind of get around it um and then like because at first i was thinking you know i don't have any annoyances and as you were talking i was like okay actually this 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 so this is one other thing where um if you go to anyone you say even if it's at the courts or wherever and you're trying to get a document done the kind of saying that people come back with is yeah inshallah which means god willing so it's kind of like yeah okay and i'm like but like I, I need this this document. So like when will I have it? Inshallah. Like, hmm, um, well, actually, no, I need it in a couple of days. I just, you know, inshallah. And I love them for it. But you know, when you think oh, I'm someone that's like quite structured. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then how long between decision and moving? So for me, when I first moved over, I actually moved to the south of France first because I thought, you know, that's not far. It was just a couple of hours for me from Euro UK to Europe. And that felt kind of comfortable for me. And I always thought, you know, Dubai is too far. But once I was in the south of France and then an opportunity came up in Dubai, I was like, well, I'm, I'm out of, of the UK, so I may as well. And so what I want to offer is it doesn't actually matter how far away it is in the world. Okay, I understand the journey to get home is a bit longer, but once you're away, don't worry about distance because 
the thing we always say is, oh, if we're at home, then we'll see each other more with your family. In reality, you don't. You actually connect with them more being away because you're when when you can, like for me on Zoom, always um, calling back. So yeah, that's my bit of advice. I have to add, I my mom has this rule that I have to come home on Mother's Day and Thanksgiving. So that's really mo- when I come home, even in the States, maybe I might sneak back for her birthday or something like that. But more or less, because my birthday is right before Thanksgiving, I'm usually only coming home that much. So then when I moved here, she was like, but I can't drive down to see you. I'm like, first of all, you weren't really driving down to see me before. And second of all, technically, if you really wanted to, you could drive. It would take you a million years, but you could do it. So I think that is a really great point. And I used to be so jealous when I lived with my mom and my brother would come home from college or wherever he was and she would make his favorite foods and all it, it was a big fuss when he came home. And so when I moved to Georgia from the DC area, I got the same fuss. So I would just say, if you like attention, you like people to love on you and you like to stay away from the family trauma, move away. It's the best. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Dahlia, round us up with the little annoyances and such. I'm trying to think. The only thing that just came to mind today is that I extended my visa today for another two months. But every two months here, you need to go to immigration and extend your visa because of the COVID visa and there's always like rumors around it that they're not going to extend anymore they're not going to extend so there's a lot of like living in uncertainty before like oh what if they don't extend where am I going to go like finding that plan b um but I think kind of I've come to the conclusion that the only thing that's certain in life is uncertainty so I think learning to embrace that is actually a really big lesson in itself as well um and the biggest advice I would give to someone whatever it is you want to do whether it is the digital nomad lifestyle the expat lifestyle staying where you are just believe in yourself and your vision, what no matter what, and do what feels right for you and follow your heart, follow your soul. And from there, you will be happy. Okay, <laughs> Everything <awesome>. all aligned. <laughs> Thank you all. So before I ask my final question, please tell the people the best way to connect with you, follow you, find you, stalk you, whatever it is that they want to do. Starting on the top, Christina. Yes, my favorite social media channel is Instagram. So you can find me Peak Coaching. It's P-I-Q-U-E. Trying to do more videos there. And I do lots of stories as well. Awesome. Claudia. Yeah, for me, it's uh, Instagram as well. So that's Claudia, which is spelled Claudia, um, underscore, underscore, Siddoli. Awesome. Uh, Lauren. Also, Instagram is where I like to play and post and do all my things. You can find a lot of my, um, and my website, you can find in my link, as well as my podcast. My podcast is Spiritual Boss Shit, and I have a podcast buddy, and we have a lot of fun on that too. So come hang out with us there. Awesome. Dahlia. I'm also on Instagram, um, city to hippie, city underscore to underscore hippie. Very cool. Okay. So the last question I have for y'all is what one piece of advice would you give your former self when it comes to building your business? And we're going to start with you go back around the circle. Christina, you are first. Every time I think about everything I've done in my business in the past two and a half years, and I strip 
all of the strategy and processes and all of it away and left with two things. I show up, so I just never stop showing up and I pay attention. And that's my advice to pass me is do not overcomplicate it. Literally just show up and pay attention. Cool, Claudia. I think mine is kind of simple, like go for it. And I say that because I've, I've seen the transformation in myself, but also because when I overcome challenges, I have no idea about the adventure that lies ahead. And that's true then, it's true now. So just go for it because you have no idea what's ahead. And that's exciting rather than not going for it. Very cool. Lauren. So mine's two pieces. The first is just know that if you have that calling in your soul, that it's inevitable and to trust that whatever unfold is always on, it's always working. It's always on the right path. And that's really like the shift when my business started working was me deciding that it's always working no matter what it was. And we can't use our outside circumstances to determine what is happening right now. And like the faster you can understand that and be in the energy of it's always working is when it actually works. And Dahlia. I think mine is to just take messy action and stop staying stuck in your own head. Because I think for so long, I was like stuck in the fear and in my own mind and self-doubt and all of that stuff. And I think just taking action is definitely going to get you closer to where you want to get to. Beautiful words of wisdom to our former selves and to the listeners. And thank each and every one of you for coming on and dropping the veil and getting real with me. I had so much fun. Thank you for being willing to play with me. And I will talk to you soon. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, join our private community at tavanadenise.com forward slash join. This is your place to get real, get honest, and share what's on your mind and heart as a woman building a business online. I can't wait to meet you on the inside.